The number is one eight seven seven eight silver online to guildhallwealth.com. Make sure you do some investigation, some looking around. Get yourself signed up for the Precious Metal Advisor, the Investor Kit, top right corner, e-store. Great place to buy metals right from the comfort of your own home, as they say, and also using your RSPs and other registered funds with uh, through Quest Trade and Guildhall to get some uh, precious metals, physical metals in your accounts uh, that way. Jeremy. Good week here. What's uh, what's happening with you? Who we got going today? What's going today? Well, this week we are talking the geopolitical uncertainties ah. regarding gold because uh, in light of what happened with the um, uh, attack on Syrian airport yep. and uh, the North Korean, and we're going to be talking about all of that today, uh, gold has essentially moved up to just about where we were post-Trump election when it jumped up over $1,300. Gold today is trading above um, 1280. So we've had some really good movement in gold and silver. Silver trading around 1850. So these are really good moves, what we're seeing. But again, it's all about geopolitical uncertainties on the show today and why we're seeing these moves in the market and what's the potential for the market going forward. So where I want to start today is with Bloomberg because okay. it's all over Bloomberg. You just go to Bloomberg. Type in gold as a search and you come up with um, a lot of articles. The first one is uh, there was an interview. Is the current demand for gold all safe haven related? The answer is yes. Uh, UK's Royal Mint sales jumped 20% amid political turmoil. Um, Longleafs, these are just the titles, by the way. We can go into the details. But Longleafs, Tim Evans says gold price will keep rising. Fear creeping back into the markets. We'll come back on that. The big one, which we're talking about today, political risks push gold to five-month high on haven demand. I think one of the big pieces of the puzzle here is gold imports are said to have jumped 582% year over year this month with uh, the uh, wedding demand and festival demand. And, uh, And then you're also seeing, and this is an interesting thing that we noticed this week, the gold and yen comparables. It seems that the yen is tracking gold perfectly over the last wow. year and a bit. So, it, well, there was an article on Zero Hedge saying that maybe the yen is backing itself with gold and just trying to track the price of gold, which is very interesting. But ultimately, you know, the safe haven buy here is the idea you've got um, the uncertainty with the outcome in the French election. That's That looks like... Uh, like small play compared to what you saw with Syria. And now you've got the negotiations with Russia and or or the bad relations with mm-hmm. Russia. Uh, North Korea is obviously uh, saber rattling and they're upping the ante on the nuclear issue. Um, you've got uh, the impending Brexit. Um, there's just a whole lot of uh, certain uncertainties in the market that are really pushing gold higher at this point. The idea about holding precious metals as a reaction is is always strikes me as odd in in the markets. Yes, they can have an immediate reaction, but no, very few people can actually profit on that reaction. You can't just jump into gold after it after it moved up five percent. You have to be involved in gold before it jumps up five percent, and that's the that's the purpose. So I think throughout the show, while we're going to get into detail on the geopolitical uncertainties that we're seeing and why it's pushing, why it's showing that gold is rising and why it's good to have gold. I think the idea that we want to think about is over the next 10 years, if you have money that you're not going to be needing, where do you put it? One eight seven seven eight silver is the number, guildhallwealth.com. Jerry, what do you think, buddy? Welcome back, by the way. I haven't well, seen you, you forever. So yeah, it's, where have you, you been, so man? Glad to be back. Spreading the knowledge. Absolutely. What's your opinion? Well, Jeremy is absolutely right. Um, across the board, we're seeing investors, the news on gold, the news for the safe haven is taking center stage from geopolitical issues to m- other macro issues concerning the strong U.S. dollar. Um, Trump yesterday actually spoke to the Wall Street Journal. The dollar is getting too strong. Immediately reacting was the dollar index. Uh, this is one of the ind- indices that we watch along with what Jeremy mentioned is the dollar yen trade. So us in gold, we have to look at these other things. But one thing is for certain is that a lot of people, a lot of big investors, not just the mom and pop anymore buying the, the quarter ounce gold coin or the 
uh, the, the 10-ounce silver bar. No, it's the big money. We're talking about people such as Bill Gross, uh, putting his money into gold and hard, tangible assets. And he's not alone. There's other people, including Stanley Druckenmiller, uh, double-line capital CEO Gunlock, saying that gold could go easily over 1400 um, And not everyone is buying these uh, buying gold because of dire predictions. I mean, we are positive people ultimately. We love to focus on both positive things that are going on in the economy, but at the same time, we have to be prudent and look at what's happening. And people like Dennis Gartman, hate him or love him, he's still <laughs> buying. He's still buying gold. Um, so it's not all about is Western culture doomed to fail. No. It's just being prudent. Where are you going to put your money? Where are you going to put it into tangible assets? Um, Bill Gross said something the other day, which again, he's just repeating himself like often we do, that the asset, the assets that are going through the roof is pretty much uh, be based on credit expansion. And so if you're, at, if you're holding an asset that has gone up, we're talking about stocks, real estate, any type of asset that has gone up primarily because of credit expansion, Play the opposite end. Be a smart investor. Be prudent. Ask questions. Look it up yourself. Don't take it from us. Look at the big money. Bill Gross. Uh, Bank of America signaled simply that they're lifting their target on gold. And something very interesting, actually, Bank of Canada on a macro level came out with um, just an article. And they have been looking at a chart that talks about and focusing on commercial and industrial debt. And... We're, no, we're noticing and we're seeing warning of a sudden contraction in bank lending in these, in these regions, commercial and industrial debt. Now, we circled a chart. I have a chart in front of me. I'll be, uh, be more than happy to share this. Uh, join up on our LinkedIn page. You can see it there. Uh, two times when this happened, we, what followed was the dot-com crash and the mm. great financial crisis of 2008. So these are current trends that Big banks, Bank of America, um, are noticing. And this is all happening at a time when the Atlanta Fed just downgraded their first quarter GDP for the uh, their forecast to just 0.6%. So, and, sorry to interrupt. You're saying that what the Bank of Canada put out as an article is banks are contracting on loans, so they're not lending. They're taking a more conservative approach, and they're saying, no, we don't want to take any risks. We don't want to give out any loans. And the two times that you've seen this sort of contraction, the economy didn't improve. That's right. And it's a chart coming from the Federal Reserve and the Bank of America Merrill Lynch Global Research. So the, the trend speaks for itself. And again, the last time, the two times, two important times that this happened was in the early 2000s, as well as the OA crisis. And again, this is happening just at the worst time possible. One eight seven seven eight silver is the number to start investing. Again, guildhallwealth.com, the precious, uh, precious metal advisor, the e-store, so many ways you can uh, get started, Jeremy. And that brings up a lot, of in, a lot of other subtleties that are happening because while everyone thinks that the economy is doing so great in the U.S., you've got the Atlanta Fed who's been saying the, the market's been doing terrible. And so there's a lot of mixed messages going on. You've got the Fed slowly raising rates it seems like nothing in a significant way however they are starting to to raise those rates the a lot of the theories out there are not that they're raising rates because the economy is so great but because they feel that there is a recession coming and if you're looking at the stock market you see that there's always a contraction at some point usually around every six years we haven't gotten that yet in this particular stock market most likely jerry because of that credit expansion that you've been discussing Right. And so you have the Fed looking to raise rates with the potential of letting to potentially having to lower them later on. So they're basically building up a stockpile of dry powder to have some options later on, because, of course, we all know that one of the big issues with the Fed is credibility. Ultimately, I think that the U.S. dollar is a is a very is one indicator that everyone really needs to be taking a look at. It's ironic that the U.S. can have $19 trillion in debt and have a strong dollar at the same time. And if interest rates go up, what they're going to have to pay on the interest to have all that debt is ridiculous. So no one wants a strong dollar. So, okay, we got Trump coming out this week saying to the Wall Street Journal that he thinks that the U.S. dollar is too strong. 
and gold immediately reacts. And one of the big reactions this week, of course, was that gold and silver moved above its 200-day moving average. This is huge in the market. We've had a tough time with the 200-day, but that also confirms that we are uh, moving to the upside. So again, if you have funds that you are not looking to use for the next 10 years, let's say, where do you put it? Where do you go? Where do you think things are going to be over the next 10 years? Do you think the stock market's going to continue to rise? Do you think the credit is going to continue to expand? Well, this article and this chart that we're going to put in the PMA this week that Jerry, you just mentioned, shows that it, that's not the case. Credit will most likely start to contract. So it's important to get involved in precious metals before you see those big moves. And look, at the end of the day, precious metals are undervalued. We can discuss that in the next segment, why we feel they're so undervalued. But there are very easy ways to get involved in the market, whether you're just buying some physical product and taking delivery of it, putting it in your hand. Uh, you can do that through guildhallpreciousmetals.com. We have our e-store. You go online. You can choose the different products that we have. If you're having a tough time deciding on those products, we have combos available. So you can have a little bit of everything just to, to get started with. And we find that those are great for the new investors. And then, of course, we also have physical allocated and segregated accounts, whether it's outside a registered account or inside a registered account. So if you have a TFSA, an RSP, a LIF, a RIF, um, we can put physical metal in any one of those uh, types of accounts. And in those accounts, of course, this product is held in your name. It's your product. You have access to it. And as we always say on the show, if you can't, if you can't hold it, you don't own it. One eight seven seven eight silver is the number, guildhallwealth.com. Let me ask you guys a quick question before we get back to it. Do you think anybody states or otherwise will ever get back in a gold standard? That's a great question. I think ultimately right now there's too much control over the over the monetary policy, over the fiscal policy of people who want fiat system, which is money by decree, which is paper money. If you have access to a printing press in your backyard, you want to keep that control. You right. want to maintain that. Um, so going back on a gold standard's a tough one. You always get ridiculous arguments like there's not enough gold. Well, there is enough gold. All you have to do is revalue gold to how much money you've created. Um, fiat currencies don't last. Their, their record average lifespan of a fiat currency is 27 years. That's it. That's it. Now, there's a couple long-standing fiat currencies. I think the British pound had the yeah. longest-standing uh, fiat currency of over 300 years, which is amazing. The U.S. dollar is just over 100 years at this point, which is, I mean, you can see how how crazy and out of control it gets after, after 100 years. Um, but ultimately, fiat currencies... Um, they have no material value, so their intrinsic value is zero. The question is whether or not the U.S. could ever go back onto a gold standard is one of confidence. Would they need to go back to some sort of standard so that people could have confidence in a currency? Right, right now, there's a, I would say, like a psyop um, movement in the market to try to keep a sense of confidence in the U.S. dollar, but ultimately, there is already a gold standard. And that is really the answer. Can, does it matter if they go back on a gold standard? People have confidence in gold when and, and confidence in fiat currency waxes and wanes very quickly. Gold is up over 327% over the last 15 years against the U.S. dollar, which means there's a de facto gold standard whether you like it or not. So you can the idea is that Central banks are going to do what they're going to do. You're going to have no control over what a central bank does. And if they decide to obliterate a currency by printing it out of, out of existence, they are going to profit on that. You are not. You're going to be affected by that. The way you counter that is to hold physical precious metals so that you can store your wealth and maintain your purchasing power. So again, against all currencies, gold has moved up, which means that there is a de facto gold, cur gold currency regardless.
Done. one 877 8 silver online to The Precious Metal Advisor, the PMA, is Jeremy calls it. Get that online. Sign up for it. E-Store in the top right corner. Begin uh, purchasing physical metals right now from your own home. And lots of information there as well. How to use your registered accounts like your RSP, TFSA, RESP, and the like online as well. We'll continue with more of The Real Money Show. Talk radio, AM640. one 877 silver is the number. Guildhallwealth.com is the website. RSPs and uh, E-Store available online as well and pick up the Precious Metal Advisor and keep the education going about getting some uh, physical metals into your accounts. Jerry, go ahead, pal. Yeah, I want to take this time to actually congratulate and welcome the new applicants into the Guildhall's monthly Buyers Club. Uh, Very successful so far. We're so happy that we're able to provide uh, this program for people to continuously accumulate their precious metals on a disciplined approach. So you can decide, you can customize how much you want to spend every single month or every other month. Put that into physical bullying. Again, as Jeremy mentioned, if you don't own it, if you can't touch it, you don't own it. And this has been a program for people, you know, who want to set up um, some type of for savings for their kids, even for themselves, um, especially if they're on a, fix, a fixed income. This shouldn't, you know, that shouldn't stop you because you are, you are looking at the news, you are reading our Precious Metals Advisor, you see what's happening in things like currency uh, depreciation and manipulation. It's very important to hold some hard assets at this time. So again, wanted to just congratulate the new, uh, the new members in the club. Welcome aboard, we'd love, we love to have you and uh, we'd love to help you out in accumulating your medals and as well as the e-store, new registrants as well. Um, view the product online. We have a lot of great options these days, a lot of variety in the new silver coins, the silver bars, as well as the five ounce gold bar, a new product that we just added. So check that out and continuously ask Guildhall for our upcoming promotions. I know that we have one brewing, so stay tuned and give us a shout. Just to ask if we have a promo, we're always giving things away. That's the Guildhall way. So again, welcome to everyone who joined up, who signed up, who opened an account. Uh, RSPs and TFSAs, welcome aboard. New depository accounts and diamond clients, welcome aboard. One eight seven seven eight silver is the number. Jeremy, we were talking about before the break some political unrest and how that uh, how that's affecting gold and silver, right? Yeah, you know we're always talking about the the four pillars or four fundamentals for precious metals, which is uh, printing money, uh, devaluing the currency. Then you get inflation, that would be number two. Um, you've got supply demand, which is why we think that the price of uh, Precious metals is very much undervalued, but really the spotlight over the last week has been the geopolitical um, instability. And you know, we were just mentioning in the the previous segment, you've got North Korea um, with the with nuclear situation. You've got uh, the the uncertainty of the outcome of the France uh, French election. Uh, you've got what's going on in Syria with the you know, with sarin gas and and all of these things and Trump actually doing something about it. So you've got a lot of uncertainty, some political, some really uh, geopolitical, and then you've also got the uncertainty with the financial system itself. So there's a lot going on which can push people into the gold market for that safe haven. In fact, as Bill Gross stated before, um, just going back to Bill Gross, what we're seeing right now, and he's quoting, the world has been walking from crisis to crisis, and we see risks that this may not change. And going back to the macro data that came out um, from the Atlanta Fed, downgrading the U.S. quarter one GDP forecast, and we also saw in the last week some uh, really uh, not so great soft data of uh, business surveys meeting the hard data such as durable goods and non-farm payroll employment numbers um, from ordinary to soft to say the least Um, we just have to segue back to geopolitical because right now after Trump you know his Obamacare repeal kind of failed as well as his tax reforms likely will not pass um, he is changing foot Uh, we did discuss a little bit briefly on how he's been flip-flopping in his policies. So he immediately needs to turn our attention and diverting attention from the economic realities that are happening to geopolitical. Um, Today, news came out that Trump is preparing some new North Korea sanctions as his fleet continues toward the, um, the Korean peninsula. 
Um, as Reuters reported, the sanctions could include a potential oil embargo, intercepting, intercepting cargo ships headed to North Korea, a ban on the country's airline, Air Kioro, even punishing for, for Chinese banks doing business with business with Pyongyang. Um, again, of course, news of economic sanctions comes as Trump's uh, armada, as it's called, is still en route to the peninsula. And Trump was quoted as saying um, he has great confidence that China will properly deal with North Korea if they're unable to do so. The U.S. with its allies will. Um, so he, again, is really playing that that um, that nuclear card, potentially mm-hmm. the confrontation card. And this ultimately, again, goes back to the four fundamental pillars. Why holding precious metals is wise. Geopolitical, we're heading to this climax. It feels like we are uh, at a pinnacle, and it seems as though any day now something can... Something's really, going to hit the fan. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Right. one silver is the number, guildhallwealth.com. I think I think that idea of confrontation is a big factor in all of this because that's what we're that's what we've been seeing this past week is confrontation, and again this knee jerk reaction of you see something happen, uh, whether it's uh, Trump says the the dollar's too strong. Oh, all of a sudden, well, is the Trump rally over? Stock markets go on hold. They come down a little bit. Gold gold starts to move up rapidly. And then you have these geopolitical things that are going on, and and there's a lot of hot spots throughout the world. It's it's not just the ones we've we've already mentioned. So you've got all this uh, these potential black swans going on, and and the spotlight is on them this week. And what can this do for for gold and silver? Well, again, you know when you have these ge- geopolitical uncertainties going on, you don't know if the stock market's going to keep going up. It's it's going up based on on the uh, the the credit expansion and. Um, you know, you've got these mergers and acquisitions. You've got people not knowing where to put their money, and I think, especially for uh, the older generations who are worried about their pension, uh, I was reading an article this week saying, you know, w- what do they do? They either they either sleep with one eye open while they while they're putting their money at risk, and they have to watch the stock market so closely. Well, that's not what retirement's supposed to be about. And then, in terms of you know, just even looking at the monthly buyers program. Why buy why buy precious metals monthly? Well, why put money into your savings account monthly? You're getting less than 1%. I mean, people talk about the fact that gold costs money. Okay, yeah, it costs money to buy it, but once you own it, you own it. And, you know, for those who are looking to be long-term in the market, the cost gets over overcome very easily. It, you know, gold moves from this level to the next level to the next level. And, uh, you know, anyone who's bought gold at $500 is not worried about gold at 1700 and what it costs to get involved. You know, I had a conversation with a, a gentleman who was really fixated on cost. And, you know, of course, the market moved up and those costs would have been eradicated at this point. So getting involved in the market and having your wealth protected is what insurance is all about. Yes, you have to pay for insurance, right? But what are the benefits of having it? Well, you can sleep at night. You know, when geopolitical uncertainties rear their ugly head, again, there's a knee-jerk reaction in the market, but we want our listeners to take advantage of that before it happens. Uh, We want our listeners to be involved in this market before gold really takes off. And with where gold is right now, it's still very much undervalued. It's not, you know, when we saw gold moving up through 2009, 2010 through quantitative easing, it got a little ahead of itself in terms of how much money was printed out there and how, what, where the price of gold was. But you want to look at, uh, if you are a, a mean revisionist, meaning you, you think that things are going to always revert to a mean, you know, what's the average uh, house price in Toronto. Mm. What's the average cost for a barrel of oil over t- over time? You know, we don't know what the measurement of a dollar is. What's a dollar worth? How much is it? We don't really know. We don't have a, a measuring stick for that. Well, we actually we do. It's called gold, mm-hmm. and it'll tell you what it what you should be able to buy. And if you're not able to buy that because you need more gold, that tells you gold is undervalued. So when I look at Toronto, for example, and I see that an average house costs over 600 ounces of gold, that's 
ridiculous. It should really only be around 200. That's that would be where real estate has a fair value and gold has 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 got a fair value. But gold against 19 trillion dollars in debt in the US against all the systemic risk in the system. I mean, we've been talking about how geopolitical issues can flare, but the financial system is 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 almost as risky, if not more risky, in terms of the debts that are out there. So it is nice to see in some ways that banks are not lending money, but at the same time, that's terrible for the economy. We might as well just call it a recession right now. one 877 silver online to guildhallwealth.com. Jerry, what do you think? Whether or not we're in a recession or not, I mean, the hard data is there. Um, the U.S., is obviously pivoting towards geopolitical, towards war, because they want to divert attention away from the economics. Um, our currencies have a steady, have been on a steady path of depreciating. You can do the research yourself, and ultra-low monetary policy is not good. It, it's something that Donald Trump yesterday was in support of. He again flip, flip-flopped away from a strong dollar stance towards a weak dollar stance. He wants to potentially vote in Yellen once more. Um, Flip-flopping from our own Bank of Canada governor. He mentioned before that the doors were open for negative negative rate policy here in Canada. He then uh, averted to changing his stance and saying that, hey, we can potentially raise rates here in Canada. The engine right now has been real estate. It's not just here in Canada, it's credit expansion around the world. Supply and demand is one thing in real estate, but when you have ultra-low interest rates, it's going to happen everywhere in the globe, from Australia to New York, anywhere across the states, Canada. Real estate is is on a high simply because of ultra-low interest rates. And we did a we did a a, a report last week. Um, anyone can contact us to get it uh, this week. Uh, talking about that real estate, and um, one of the articles was by Wolf Richter of Wolf Street, and I think I, I think it was his article, and he was basically saying because there's so much more uh, mortgage loans, interest rates might as well be double what they are right now because that's what that's basically what you're paying. Um, so that's kind of interesting how the market finds its its natural level as well. Right. And we, I mean, this can continue. I mean, if the if the policymakers want to have this continue, they can mimic what the experiments that have been done in Japan from their quantitative easing times twenty to one hundred year amortization for mortgages. These are these are experiments that have not been tested, but are that are around to keep to kick the can down the road per se. But we know ultimately, as Jeremy mentioned. One way to measure the va- your value of your wealth is with the measuring stick of gold. If it doesn't measure up, you have to own some. Physical. Physical metals, yeah. Physical, 100%. I think, but, you know, look, one of the reasons why uh, gold isn't significantly higher right now is in, in one part because you have a lack of attention on it. Uh, it it will take very little investment from major firms. Now, Jerry mentioned a few that are starting to get involved and some pension funds are starting to get involved, but a very small amount move into actual physical metal and the market will go ballistic. Now, in in the financial markets, though, there's a lot of paper investments and a lot of ways to invest in gold where for us, we call it, quote unquote, exposure to the gold market. Um, it's like saying, well, you know, I need insurance, so I bought stock in Sun Life. It just doesn't quite quite gel. I mean, if you can't hold it, you don't own it. Right. Um, the idea of holding gold is to have zero counterparty risk, that you've taken your wealth out of the system and no one can, can touch it. No one can lay claim to it. Whereas when a, you know, look, touch wood, there's no systemic financial collapse. And we avoid what happened in in 2008, and they were really on the brink in in that point. Um, you know, if something like that were to happen again, banks will shut down. It's it if, if we're the three banks here, you know, Jerry's going to sit there and say, Jeremy, I don't know what you actually have, so I'm not going to give you any money. And John, you're going to say, Jerry, I'm not lending out any money, and I'm not going to. And Jerry's going to say, well, I'm not going to accept a check from you. So it doesn't matter. No one trusts anybody. The system locks down, right? That's when you need a crap pile of cash to go in there to try to juice up the system and get it, get it, uh, you know, greased up and start moving again. Well, of course, that's 
incredibly inflationary. And so that's just yet another reason to hold gold at this point. So holding gold physically using registered account money is always a great way to do it. Get ahead of the next big move in precious metals. We expect precious metals to be moving significantly higher from here given their current price structure. So why not hold it in your physical, uh, hold it physically in a registered account for the long term? And the e-store as well can be found at guildhallwealth.com. The number to start investing, you want to talk to one of the guys, one eight seven seven eight silver And the other equation or half of this equation to this investment, getting hard assets, would be natural fancy colored diamonds. We'll get to that as well in the next segment here. It's The Real Money Show, Talk Radio, AM640. One eight seven seven eight silver the number guildhalldiamonds.com. For the purpose of this segment, you can check the collection out in a high-res photography as we speak about it here. Guys, the diamond segment, we love talking about this. Have you... Uh, you focused in on a diamond for the week, Jeremy? What are we going to talk about? Yeah, just before we get to the diamond of the week, yep. I want to just start off with the concept of what we were talking about right off the, the bat with the, the show today, which is if you have funds that you are not going to need for the next 10 years, where do you put it? Do you put it in a savings account? Do you buy real estate? Do you Got put it. it in the stock market? Where is it going to be where it's going to be very safe, secure, and you don't have to worry about it. Well, natural fancy colored diamonds are definitely that market. It's not a market that you're going to watch day to day. And admittedly, sometimes even I'm watching the the, the diamond market and over a six-month or eight-month period, I say, well, well, wait a minute. It doesn't seem like the prices are moving at all. And then I, I kind of have to kick myself because I have to remember that this is a long-term market. Right. And what happens in this market is you don't recognize change right away it's you blink four years go by and you say yeah you blink four years goes by and you say oh my gosh i I can't believe you can't buy the diamond for those prices anymore and that's how this market works so the idea here is that you're going to acquire a diamond and not just any diamond a really high quality diamond and what's high quality that means you're looking for the best clarity possible obviously size is important in this regard you know one carat is worth more than four quarter carats. Mm -hmm. You need it to be of a certain size because that adds rarity. You want strength and color. The stronger the color, the more rare that diamond, the more rare that diamond, the more value it's going to hold. And of course, shape can matter, but what we're really looking for is the quality of the shape. We don't want a lopsided square. We want a, a, a square that has symmetry, and that brings out the fire in the diamond, that brings out the light in the diamond. If you think about it, light's going in and coming out. It's got to bounce, reflect in the in the right Basic way. Basic geometry, to get, right? To it's get to be perfect. Exactly. So, you know, colored diamonds. The the better the quality, the more rare it is. That's what makes this so simple. You just go for the best quality, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, and then over time, that is obviously more rare and all every with every year. Um, so interestingly enough, actually. Last week, we were talking about the Argyle mine, and we did have a report that Darren created about the production falling right. in that mine. And uh, I had the pleasure of uh, speaking with uh, a CFO for major gold and diamond companies this past week. Cool. And uh, we were chatting a little bit about the Argyle mine, and, and I, I was telling him about some of our research, which he absolutely confirmed. He said, of course, yeah, we that's a given. Um, you know, he was talking a little bit about uh, Rio Tinto and uh, the fact that, look, the Argyle mines don't last forever. They've been chewing that one for 30 years, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So what makes that great is we've seen a lead up to this closing of the mine where people have been trying to grab hold of as many pinks as possible, but there's not a lot of pinks out there. I mean, besides the Argyle tender that goes out once a year where there's 60 of their best diamonds that they bring out, their largest diamonds, their diamonds with the strongest color uh, they put into tender. And then beyond that, you might see another 50, 60 uh, throughout the year. But, you know, for us, what we see outside tender, I mean, we usually only get a, get a, ch- a shot to acquire 10, 12 intense pink diamonds that might be comfortably below half a carat, which is what a lot of our clientele are looking for to get involved for the first time. And, you know, pink diamonds in, in a 10-year period moved up over 300%. So, if you're going to put your money somewhere for 10 years, where are you going to put it that's safe? Well, buy something that's very rare, 
buy something that has great quality and uh, just enjoy it. And you can enjoy it in in jewelry as well. And Jerry, didn't you just had uh, some jewelry made for a client? Yeah, I did actually. Uh, such a great client of mine, a great lady. Um, at first, she was um, just interested in the stone. And then after learning a little bit about wealth to wear and what we oh. do and how we put these rare pieces in custom piece designs, she was interested. She started to go online and looking at her own, looking into her own flavor, looking at design, different designs and how she can customize it for herself, drew up something for us and came into the office, sat down with our designer and put something together. Said, make we, me this. Yeah, make me this. Yeah. And that's what she got. Yesterday, the piece came into the office and it took our breath away. Yeah. It was a unique piece, something that I haven't, I have never seen before. We normally put together pieces with halos. This was a single stone, uh, but the setting, a beautiful setting. So uh, I love the fact that this is an investment that will go up in value, but you can wear it. Like it's, it's a, it's a one-two punch. You can't get any better. Jeremy, would you come? You, you know, you mentioned color and clarity. We'll go back to yellow diamonds, for instance. Would you go down a clarity level to go up a color level for investment grade? Because Paul always talks about color being number one. Yeah, color is number one, and and the only time right now in the market, the only time we would go down in clarity is for a vivid yellow. Right. So, for example, a fancy yellow, we would want it to be now. Fancy is where we cut off. We don't go fancy light. Mm -hmm. So you could do, and fancy is an interesting term because it's fancy is one one shade or, or uh, strength of color, and then you go up to fancy intense, yep. and then fancy vivid. So fancy alone is, um, you know, you think like a strong watercolor, I think. That's what a fancy looks like. Um, you know, maybe from across the room, you're not quite sure. Up close, you say, oh, yeah, that's, that's yeah. yellow. If, you know, as long as it's uh, strong but bright is what we're looking for. Now, in a fancy, we would never go below IF because fancy yellows aren't as rare as intense and vivids. Once you get up to vivid, the difference between an, uh, an internally flawless and going down to a VVS is minimal. And so what we're looking at in that case is the quality of the diamond, quality of the color. Mm. Um, so, for example, we have a emerald-shaped vivid VS1, I believe, we snapped it up because it's such a good uh, diamond, such good such good color, strength of color, and then the shape. You just don't see those emerald cuts, perfectly square emerald cuts uh, very often. And then we do have a vivid pear cut. Uh, speaking of the diamond of the week, yeah. we've got this uh, pear cut. It's Huge perfect, in Asia. Right? Yeah, perfect pear shape, uh, great for jewelry. Uh, I'd love to see this um someone come in inspired to put that into jewelry. Pear cuts aren't, aren't for everyone in terms of putting it into something for, for jewelry, whether it's a pendant or, or a ring. But I think this one would be fantastic for that. And, and really the price actually, uh, we got it at a song. So we're, we're looking at a, a very good price in terms of vivids at this point. Mm. Um, so I'd, I'd definitely say go to the website and take a look at that one. What kind of what kind of return, say, based starting with yellows, what kind of return year over year, say decade over decade, percentage-wise? So it's conservatively, not, right? Yeah, it's not necessarily a return. I mm -hmm. feel like when we talk about returns, we start to think about stocks. We right, start right, to think right. about um, investments that are more liquid than 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 uh, natural fancy colored diamonds. Uh, if you were buying fine wine or art, you're going to hold it. You're going to enjoy it, mm -hmm. and year over year, the next investor or next buyer connoisseur, they have to pay more for it. Right. And so the longer you hold out, the the better the value is. And eventually you get to a point where, yeah, if you do want to sell it again, that clearly you look back, you say, yeah, well, I mean, I could sell it today at a major discount to even what Guildhall is, is selling their diamonds and I can make a song for it. And that's the idea. What we have seen is valuations on uh, vivid yellows at the one carat level. Um, have comfortably been increasing at the 15% nice. uh, or higher range over over a period of time. And actually, another thing that we see is we've gotten appraisals in the past, and we've noticed that over a five, six-year period, that oftentimes what the market rate is going for is what the appraisals were at five years previously. 
because appraisals tend to have a really high valuation on them because it's the maximum replacement cost. So if a diamond you're buying for 40, you might see a, a appraisal for 65. Why? Because if you have to go out and try to replace that specific diamond, let's say a vivid, uh, internally flawless pear cut, how do you find something like that? You know, you have to go out and look, look for dealers who are going to have it. Obviously, when you become the chaser, the prices go up. And so that's where the appraisals get their price. And it's more of an art than a science in that respect, because there's not a lot of diamonds out there to really get a sense of the, the market, whereas with white diamonds, there is. Unfortunately, the, the, the difficulty with a diamond is as soon as you sell it, you can no longer make money in it because the prices continue to go higher. Um, it's like if you were to sell an Andy Warhol when they were selling for 500000 500, right. your chances of rebuying are pretty tough. So it's a little bit like Toronto real estate right now. You know, you sell and you're, you're wondering, you well, what am I going to buy? Now, in real estate, again, we talked about the credit expansion and, you know, it's, it's overvalued and it can certainly come down. Whereas in diamonds, there's just not enough of them to really warrant that. The market could get soft at times where, you know, maybe it's not, they're not rapidly selling, but that doesn't mean that they're falling in prices ever. We've never seen any, the, the colored diamonds fall in price of the quality that we have at Guildhall. We've only seen the prices continue to increase uh, when we're buying uh, diamonds. So we're incredibly confident in the market. And I think for new investors, you know, maybe they saw the the auction last week, um, you know, another record-breaking auction. You know, not everyone has $71 million to <laughs> yeah, buy to, to get involved in a, in a pink diamond, but you can get involved for as little as $15,000. So again, if, you're, if you have 10 years, you're looking to put money into something that you don't have to touch for 10 years, then you could certainly be impressed with a natural fancy colored diamond. And it just starts with learning about them. And I would say one of the best ways to start learning about it, honestly, is uh, you're listening to this show on a, on a Saturday or a Sunday morning. Go to a go to a mall, go and go pass by the jewelry stores and start looking for for mm -hmm. yellow diamonds or pink diamonds. Just see you know how, where the, you know where they are now, right? They're all out front. See, They're all out as soon as you go through the door. See how many there are. Yeah. There's not a lot. I mean, you might see one or two yellow diamonds in a jewelry store, chances are they're also VS quality. Yeah, they're not investment grade, right? Um, they're not investment grade for, right. for us. Um, and the reason that is is because we want super, super high in quality. That's what gives us the confidence in the market. We know that if we go with the absolute highest quality, we're going to get uh, absolute rarity within each level of pricing. And that's what's been giving us the great returns over the years. And we've never seen anyone lose in the market. And we want to keep that up. And the way to keep that up is to keep buying diamonds that are very difficult to acquire. one silver is the number. Guildhalldiamonds.com. You want to see the collection, you can or call the guys and go visit and uh, get better educated and see them in person as well. Truly the best way to uh, start shopping for uh, an investment diamond as well. Lots more of the Real Money Show is coming right up after a short break. Talk Radio, AM 640. one silver is the number. The Investor Kit, Precious Metal Advisor, Guildhallwealth.com, the place to get that. Also educate yourself on uh, moving forward with using your registered accounts, be it RSPs, RESPs, Lyfts, Liras, uh, TF. FSAs as well uh, to get some money through Quest Trade and some precious metals into your accounts. The e-store, don't want to forget about that, where you can shop uh, from your own home online as well. Good place to uh, to get your feet wet for the first time. Jeremy, let's do a bit of a review and uh, go through some other stuff in the last uh, 10 minutes or so. So today, our, our focus was really on the geopolitical uncertainties. And of course, as just actually as we're taping the show, we're seeing a little bit more because the U.S. just dropped uh, the largest non-nuclear bomb yeah. on Afghanistan looking to fight ISIS. But uh, today is all about the geopolitical unrest and what happens um, with these uncertainties to precious metals. And of course, over the last... Um, few days. We've seen a lot of geopolitical uncertainties come to the fore. And as a result, we've seen the prices of gold uh, rising up significantly on the backs of that. And as we look into the media, and we're going to be seeing just geopolitical issues escalate. And if you are sitting there wondering what you could do or what you should do, first thing is, is to get the information. You're tuning into The Real Money Show. That's step one. Ask us for our investment kits. Email us, contact us, get the information in your hand. 
find out more. Come on in. We're here about we're here for education, uh, the resources, and building up relationships. We're not just here to sell products and just be brokers. We're also here to nourish and cultivate relationships with investors and even financial professionals. If you don't know of a way to, you know, for those accountants out there, financial consultants don't know how to address uh, these concerns from some of your best clients, talk to us. We have an affiliate program. We could come out and put together an, uh, an, invest, an investment seminar, an educational seminar there at your offices. We can even, um, you know, we cater that for you. But it's all mm. about education. And once you get that education, then you can decide with us what area, what what route you want to take for diversification. It's all about balance uh, with a little bit of hard asset with some soft assets. If you're missing hard assets, I encourage you now to start looking into getting your hard asset, whether it be silver, gold and silver, coins, some coins at home, a natural fancy color diamond in your hand or on your hand. Find out. There are many ways. Come on in and have a discovery session with us. But we offer many avenues for investing. We don't offer any gold or silver proxies. Get that Get that clear. We don't offer any ETFs, certificates. Again, those are just those are just certificates. Those are IOUs. Mm-hmm. We offer the real thing. So find out if it's just for you to take home. Go on the website. Go to guildhallpreciousmetals.com. Shop online. Get the bullion delivered to your house. We offer free shipping over any on any order over 350 Canadian. You can pay with your PayPal. Take it home. RSPs and TFSAs, these are physical bullion RSPs. Where it's not a fund. So you're not putting your funds, your RSP, into a pool. Mm-hmm. You're getting your own bars with bar numbers. Title to you. This is very key and important. We encourage you to also go and check out your bullion and audit it personally yourself. This is what differentiates ourselves from the rest. Natural fancy color diamonds. If you're not sure, get the investment kit. And come on in and have your own diamond discovery session. You can find out what Jeremy talks about, what is investment grade, what is not investment grade, how our clients have managed the investment, and ultimately find out how you can acquire a natural fancy color diamond that is right for you. Depository storage. If you notice that you're accumulating bullion after years in the monthly buyer's club and you notice, hey, I have a little bit too much bullion at home, store it securely in our depository. There are many ways, and it's a highly liquid environment. You can convert out of a bad currency like the Canadian dollar or yen and buy gold, buy silver, and when the time is right, you can convert back to your currency. It's highly liquid. Give us a call. We'll talk about the market. We're here for you 100% of the way. Whether you're not certain, if it's not for you, we, we have something, we have a notion at work that at least get 100 maples in your hand mm-hmm. and then forget about it. At least you have it at home just in case if that morning comes and you can't get to the bank or the bank's closed, you have those maples on you in your person. So there are many ways. Give us a call. Get the Precious Metals Advisor. Follow us through LinkedIn, Facebook, even on Instagram to see some of the diamonds that we have. Uh, Jeremy does a fantastic job, GIA photographer, um, a fantastic job on, uh, on some of the photography. Frank as well. So we're here for you. Give us a shout, uh, 1-8778-SILVER. And request your investors kit. Jeremy, you talk about allocation segregation when it comes to storage. What is that? What does it mean? Okay, so the the key here is what we want to show when it comes to precious metals is transparency. You're buying precious metals because you're looking for something to have confidence in. You want to know that you have it. It's yours. uh, No one else can touch it. And what Guildhall does to increase that confidence is create transparency. So what we do is we provide clients the ability to have their own physical precious metals in an account. You know, sometimes I read these prospectuses on on investments and they say, for people who want to own gold but don't want the the, the worry or hassle of, of actually storing it, well, that's why you buy gold. And storing it is not a big deal. What storing your precious metals means is you've secured your wealth. Uh-huh. If you have a safety deposit box and you've put something very important in it, um, that's a good thing. Holding physical gold as a way to secure your wealth is a very good thing. That's a very good thing to secure your wealth in a hard asset that no one else can touch. And what's great about that, and this is something that I think is misunderstood, is there's no management fees when that happens. So, you know, if you're if you're buying it within a registered account, 
you're paying for storage on a specific facility that's entire purpose is to protect your precious metals and also fully insured. And so I think that's a very low cost. And, you know, we're looking at uh, just over 1% for that, which is which is incredibly uh, cheap when mm-hmm. you think about if you're holding it for 10 years, okay, that's 12%. Where can gold be in 10 years? Right. If the U.S. keeps printing money, if the Canadian government keeps printing money, if you have these geopolitical uncertainties, where is the price of gold going to go in the next 10 years? If you think it can go even up 60%, then you got to put some some of your portfolio into precious metals. If you are worried about the stock market coming down at some point, and let me tell you, a lot of major hedge funds are worried about the stock market coming down. They're buying a ton of U.S. treasuries to hedge against that, and the... And the, the uh, return on those is going lower and lower and lower. In other words, people are willing to get negative return to protect themselves against the stock market collapse. Or you could own precious metals. Yes, you pay 1%, but you know, can gold go up 5, 10, 20%? Of course, I think it's averaged something like over 12% a year for the last 15 years. So when you put those into into perspective, you kind of say, yeah, it's it's a really good time to buy. Now, of course, gold has just past its 200-day moving average. We're moving into a time where geopolitical uncertainties are coming to the forefront and people are getting really concerned. Now, we've been raising the alarm that people should be concerned about the financial system for a very long time. And, uh, you know, people want to think that everything is is just just fine. If you watch mainstream media, you think, yep, everything's perfectly smooth and, and there's no recession here. Keep on, keep on keeping on. Uh, nothing to see. Move on. We don't think that's the case. We think that there's definitely trouble ahead. We think that the that things can get worse than they did in, in 2008 because we've solved none of the issues. All we've done is print more money and created more risk in the system. And so you got to protect against that. And we feel that silver and gold are very much underpriced here. And we'd like to see our listeners take advantage of that low price for the long term. So if you're looking long term at your investments, you want to put a little bit away into precious metals. We feel the best way to do that is hold it physically, make sure it's yours. And whether that's you buy it specifically through the e-store and take home delivery, and then you don't have to worry about storing it. Or you put it into the depository because you've got enough product now that you have to be. It's too heavy. You (laughs) have to be concerned about security and you want that liquidity. You know, the liquidity in precious metals is unbelievable. I had a client yesterday who needed some to sell some some uh, silver off because of uh, a tax bill. I mean, the the process took three minutes. Nice. And and uh, the check was sent out to him today. I mean, it's incredibly liquid, the market. So it's not a market that you have to put away like a GIC and you have to cross your fingers and hope that inflation doesn't get out of control. It's a market that you can buy into. And yeah, you might look for 10 years, right? But if it's if it happens in the next three years, mm-hmm. fantastic. You've made your money. You can sell off a little bit, take some profit. Uh, contact us at Guildhall. We'll show you uh, the different ways you can get involved in the market. And of course, we're, we're happy to talk to all of our listeners. Fantastic show again this week, Jerry and Jeremy. Good show, guys. In the meantime, we'll leave with a phone number and another contact for you to get a hold of the guys at the firm. one eight seven seven eight silver is the number. Guildhallwealth.com. As Jeremy mentioned several times, a precious metal advisor. Uh, get on board for that. The e-store in the top right corner to purchase right away. And, of course, lots of education to be had as far as using your registered accounts like RSPs, TFSAs, RESPs to get physical metal into those accounts as well. It's been The Real Money Show. Talk radio, AM640.